And we are back from, what is it, the ether void or whatever. Ladies first is back. <laughs> Elizabeth is <laughs> here with me. We're both healthy. Sahara is Hello. here with me. We're all angry. So yeah, we're just going to kick one it of right those off. Episodes. Take it away, Sahara. Well, for any of you who have been paying attention to the internet lately, Coronation Street, which is the longest running soap opera um, in British television, killed off its Muslim lesbian. That's it. That's the episode. That's what we're talking about. So <laughs> the whole um, past few seasons with Rana's character, played by Pavna Limbachia, who has been dating um, Kate Connor, played by Faye Brooks, has been your usual soap opera, you know, chaos, back and forth. They're fighting. There's always someone yelling at them. Family members don't like them. Whatever. Your usual bullshit. Everyone was like, that's fine. You know, we're we're being promised that like something amazing is going to happen. They're planning a wedding. They're talking about whether they want to have kids and how they want to have kids. And then the <laughs> wedding doesn't happen because spoiler alert, a fucking building falls on them. Excuse my language. Now you might be asking all of us, why are you so mad? People die in soap operas all the time. Yeah, they do. But usually it's not this dramatically. And if it is, it's usually not the gay character. And when it is, we still react the same way because it's crap. And also, the larger reason why I personally am really frustrated is it goes back to the whole when straight people play gay characters and when straight people write gay characters, they don't think about the effect that it has on the viewers who are watching. Because for those of us who are passionate about media, we expected it. We knew it was coming the moment that Pavna announced that she was leaving the show. And then when she admitted that she had asked to be killed off because she wanted a permanent you know, divorcing of herself from the show. And she thought this would be the way to go because it would permanently show all the, act, you know, characters, I mean, the people and the viewers that she's not coming back. So now we've got a dead lesbian, the first Muslim LGBT character of the show, mind you, and she's gone. And of course, everyone on the internet is angry or praising them for this like amazing, beautiful way of death. And I'm like, no, she literally had a building fall on her. Oh, so, no, 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 you're yeah. forgetting, you're forgetting the other part. Which part? There's so many parts. All the non-Muslim people. Oh, yes. Well, yes, Islam is homophobic, but... <sighs> Steam comes out windows. Flames on the side of my face, if any of you have seen the Clue movie. If you haven't, you should watch it. It's better <laughs> than this bullshit. So I think the GIF is more famous than the movie at this point. Yes. So anyways, I'm going to take a drink of water because that was a lot of words without any breathing. So Elizabeth and I will jump in here while Sahar is trying to lower her blood pressure back down. Um, like she said, not only did they kill off their first Muslim lesbian Excuse character, me. they did it on her damn wedding day. Which to me is just, and I hate bringing up this shit because I think it was, it became, okay, uh, you know I'm talking about Klexa. And I, I, I think I it got a, a little overblown. But at the same time, it reminds me so freaking much about, oh, Alexa finally gets to be with Clark, and then she's done. You know what, though? The, uh, the, that... the reason why I heard about this at all was because people started <laughs> using the hashtag code 307, and I was like, huh, that's funny. It's been a really long time since I've seen that hashtag. And if you don't know what it is, it was the hashtag that people started using every time they killed off a lesbian or a bisexual woman in a show, because there was that one year... 2016 spring where it was slaughter. like yeah the spring mm -hmm. slaughter so there were like dozens of characters that got killed off but you know there was public outrage and the tv's kind of moved away a little bit from this kind of shock jockey stuff so it was like really odd to see it in a new context again and disappointing too yes well and i think you know you bring up plexa i'm gonna go ahead and do it they could have sandwiched this they could have absolutely, there were so many ways that they could have written this whole situation where Pavna doesn't want to act in the show anymore and do other things. They could have broken them up when they were talking about how they wanted to have kids and whether they wanted to have kids. Sanders literally did it however many years ago. And that's a realistic reason to break up. If one person doesn't want kids, then you're not going to force yourself to be unhappy for it. Like, you shouldn't force yourself to be unhappy. But instead, we get this whole long, drawn-out, like, she might finally be able to talk to her mom. Her mom might finally accept her. They're going to get married. She's in this building. And mind you, all the recaps of the episode and Coronation Street itself 
do you consider them having been married in the context of them saying their vows before she dies? Pavna, mind you, and yes, I'm going to call out this actress because I think it's despicable what she's doing. In her Instagram posts and her social media posts, thanking all of the viewers, she's like, you know, I got to play all these characters and do all these cool things, or, or, you know, parts of my story and be almost Rana Connor. And I'm like, are you serious? So not only is everyone in the show and all of the social media about the show saying, in fact, that you are married, but you yourself, who was, play- who was playing the character, are saying that you're not married. And this is after people tweeted her when she posted something from behind the scenes, kind of like sitting in the corner, like, you know, looking off pensively, and people are like, is, is, she, is Rana okay? And she's like, yeah, Rana's fine. Look, if you don't <laughs> want to be on the show, if you want to leave, do whatever the hell you want, that's fine, but don't lie to the fans, and don't be so, like, just plain gross in the face of all of the specifically younger Muslim lesbians who are watching the show, because those are the people who are excited about your plot. And then for you to just not even, oh, it gets me so angry. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. The way the character was treated, and this is what bugs me, because here you've got, like, Sahar and I are two very different expressions of Muslim women. And, I mean, we have our podcast. We talk about it on there. But I, I went back and I did some reading to see, like, how this character has been treated. And I'm like, is Rana just, like, the whipping girl of, like, any queer Muslim ever to like be even more Islamophobic and bigoted and xenophobic. Right. Her whole life is a whole shit show. <clears throat> like her entire life could be its own soap opera. Like completely divorced. Like it is a prime time like South Asian serial drama. And okay, I get that, but if this is the way you're gonna end it and just <sighs> You you reinforce Islamophobic shit to begin with, and then you just killed her off on her wedding day, and the actress is going around like she's giving a goddamn award speech. Thank you. Thank you for this lifetime achievement and all of your support. I'm like, you don't get what you've done, and it just... This is... It goes back to where I start to get frustrated with people who don't seem to care that they are representing somebody else when they're not part of that minority. Exactly. Exactly. There, there are people, mind you, Nefessa Williams is, an ex- is a wonderful example, regardless of how I feel about the show Black Lightning. She's a straight woman who did so much research when she was going to play um, Anissa. And she is constantly, you know, talking to her gay fans and is always willing to learn more. And then Pamna over here is just like Jay chilling, thinking that she's God's gift to man. And she doesn't even think <laughs> about all of the shit that she's showing and reflecting when there are other actresses like her who don't do that. And okay, here's only- an example. Here's an example. The Christchurch massacre in New Zealand. Yeah. She yes. didn't, she, she maybe had a tweet kind of referencing Islamophobia because she had a woman in a hijab. Didn't reference the event at all. She spent that entire weekend talking about her upcoming exit from Coronation Street. Mandip Gill, who is also not a Muslim but plays one on Doctor Who, was tweeting all about it. And then she wound up like being, you know, she's a Sikh, so she also got really mad at Jess Hilarious because Jess Hilarious got like Suck. four Sikhmen kicked off a plane but you know other oh people like Mandip Gill was live tweeting well not live tweeting but she was tweeting about it quite a bit of like this is terrible and I'm like you at least get what you're representing but it's crickets over in Miss I'm taking my victory lap and thanking God and country for doing something shitty right <laughs> I had a thought and I forgot because I'm so mad and I'm annoyed because I really wanted to bring it back to the thought because like you had a, you made the perfect comment to bring to the thought. So if it comes back, y'all, at some point in this podcast, you'll hear me scream like, oh, my God, I remember. I will tell like, you what it was. <laughs> Elizabeth, I, if you remember back when the whole Clixa situation happened and Lexa died, you at least had two actresses that tried to give some lip service to this. I mean, they were somewhat, I don't know if sympathetic is the right word for it, but, like, it was clear that the cast was like, oh, this was 
this was clearly a fuck up. Like they were well, aware that they had made a this actress is completely tone deaf. Nightmare. And I think I think okay, or she so just one, doesn't care. That's exactly it. I think these, this is actually a really good um, comparison to be making with the whole Clexus situation because regardless of the fact that like the outburst about that has led to all sorts of chaotic shit happening in fandom, and we've had multiple episodes about episodes about this. I'm not going to go into that part as in um you know in depth as we usually do but i think what's so important is that like that cast all of them were struggling with their showrunner right like there have been many uh news reports like tweets and things like alluding to the fact that like what's this face is kind of a shit show and that is what it is but in this case the coronation street i mean the show's been going on forever and it is a soap opera so i'm not saying that people can't die i mean it's the same thing with barrier gays it's not that gays can't die it's that if they're the only ones dying and if they're only dying in this context a brown woman has now died to service a white character's plot so she can deal with her trauma and all the other characters that are in the show like what's the point what was the whole point of a introducing her in the first place and like court said all of the bullshit that she's gone through, and now she's just dead. And mind you, it's not like... I mean, getting hit by a car isn't any better, and getting shot definitely isn't, but a whole building collapsing on you? Really? Really? Come on. Why? In the middle what of a the workers' service? rights campaign? Yeah, exactly. Well, and again, like, Sahara brought this up. The actress wanted to be killed off. Yeah. And that's what kind of also pisses me off. Like, she didn't want anybody to take over her role... She didn't want anybody else to be able to step in and keep that character going because she wanted to leave. She wanted that character, definitive Dunzo, stick a fork in it, never coming back. And I'm Again, like, okay. Could have broken up. Could have bro- broken up. Could have done 60 other different things. No, I must die. And somehow it's this like beautiful And the showrunners didn't put their foot down and were like, oh, well, okay, that's what you want. That's not what we're going to do because this character is a you know, kind of symbolic, and it might not be a great idea. Everybody well, just went means... along. Yeah, well, and that speaks to I, the showrunners, too. I don't think the showrunners have the awareness either that they need to understand why this is a bad thing. <coughs> this is that's why my whole... Yes, that's the problem. Stop adding token characters. Like, I would rather never see a Muslim on screen again if they're going to be treated this way. I would love to never see a gay hijabi woman who doesn't know how hijab works, bull <coughs> type, or anything else that's going on because I'm tired of it. And I'm, this is, goes for every minority and marginalized person. We don't want to see, like, haphazardly put together, like, woke point characters. Oh, I can't believe I just used that phrase. But, like, that's what <laughs> it is. It's just, it's like... Everyone, you know, people know that this shit does sell because there's so many people clamoring for it. But it just goes back to this. How do we write about it so that our straight masses still care? Because, mind you, I haven't seen a, seen a single gay, you know, viewer be excited about it. It's only been the straight supporters who are like, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful thing ever. That was so tragic. Let's have a freaking, like, circle jerk about how tragically beautiful this was. Yeah, but straight people... Well, okay, hold on. But it also goes back to what was um, it? Gretchen always says representation matters and stories matter. Yes. So what we're putting out there, again, it's like I, I've told this story on an episode like way back when we first started Ladies First of when I was in college and I was first watching queer media. One of the very first I saw two films. One of them was Lost and Delirious, dead lesbian. <laughs> the other one was High Tension, psychotic bisexual murderer. Who live in your best life. What a wonderful time. I know. And I felt yeah. like shit. I mean, I'm not going to be like going around like, oh, this really fucked with my mental health and everything because long term, I it didn't. But it made me feel like crap. And I'm like, if this is what everybody else is saying, you know, if this is what they're seeing, this is what they're going to think about us. Representation yeah. matters. That way. And I'm not saying people who have seen that, it doesn't mess with their mental health. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I was just, for me personally, it didn't go that far. But I just remember thinking I was really low for a while. Just like, eh. Well, I think that's the, like, okay, the reason why we talk about this stuff is, like, in the large, also really late uh, apology for my water bottle just, like, exploding and falling over. I don't know what happened, so sorry about <laughs> that, guys. But 
I think this is where like shows like Voltron and all this other stuff come in is that at the end of the day, like we're grown adults who can analyze all of this and really tease apart why it's so harmful. But little kids, teenagers, young adults who are still forming and while they might have some better media to be watching, it's still going to be the stuff that's easily accessible. So a soap opera that maybe someone's watching with their grandma every night because their grandma really loves it. And I actually saw that in a tweet. Someone was saying, you know, me and my grandma have been watching this. Like, this is what helped me come out to her. And now, like, grandma's crying, which is clearly, like, an extreme example. But at the same time, like, that is the truth for somebody. The little kids and younger viewers of whatever age, like, seeing shit like all the stuff on Voltron, seeing stuff like this, seeing stuff on the bull type or whatever show where like the character that they really care about and you know connect to is no longer alive there or um an important piece of the story is really frustrating because they don't know how to analyze all of that in the context of all of the media that exists and in the day of like peak tv when there are a thousand things to be watching you're gonna want to watch the stuff that you connect to so when those characters are taken away from you like what are you getting out of this like what did the person who spent all of their time jiffing all of the cute Kana scenes get out of this nothing a dead woman that's all they got and then an actress who thinks that she's god's gift to man which we've said twice now and it's just like tone deaf like Corey said and it's also just a really good example of why if you don't understand at all the struggles of the person or the character that you're supposed to be representing then you're not a good actress because you're not studying your art and two you don't really care you're just doing it to get all of the social media shit and then you get to move on to your next job and be like, oh, my God, I'm so amazing. Everyone clap for me. And it's like, no, you suck. Go away. <laughs> well, and it also goes back to a point of, you know, who is this media intended for? Right. And you can argue, at least for Coronation Street, it's, you know, for adults. But then we go into adults try to take over kids' media or yeah. claim, like, it's made for us anymore. I know, Elizabeth, you've talked about Steven Universe <gasps> um, a lot. About sorry. that's just my reaction to Steven so, Universe. So her, I we're not going to go into that, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Elizabeth <laughs> no, specifically well, has talked about you know this is a kids show. Yes, it is a kids show. Absolutely. We're maybe not going to have a conversation about what constitutes um, unforgivable war crimes in a show for children ages eight to twelve. Just yeah. saying, guys. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well, but even like. The, the context is important, but who is... Okay, so who is this show made for? The show is made for straight people in their 30s and 40s. Like, that's it. They don't actually care about the queer audience that they manage to garner. The show is right. for... Because, I mean, you see that with any media that fetishizes us. Fetishizes us. Like, Brokeback, even Brokeback Mountain could be considered a good example of this. <laughs> but the point, you know, like, with Steven Universe, it's made for kids... They're very cognizant about what their audience is being exposed to. Like you said, we're not going to get an in-depth discussion and analysis on what constitutes war crimes and how you can, you know, redeem yourself from war crimes or if there's... That is not what they're going for here. They're aiming, you know, towards kids. And I know a lot of people are going to argue, well, they know their audience is adults now. I'm like, well, okay, but that's... They're still on Cartoon Network, and as far as Cartoon Network is concerned, they're going to kids. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is that, like, like, Coronation Street is for that demo, but it's also literally been around since 1960. So yeah, it's you have a responsibility to... to not be putting garbage out to the demo you're catering to. Right. I and mean, it's a... garbage is relative, though, and especially if you actually, like, start reading all the things the show has done over it, you know... 50 60 year run but but i think that's the thing though is that it is a soap opera right and it, it has done all of the things that soap operas have done and it's had every kind of shock and twist you could ever have but what i think is so frustrating about this specific twist like get disregard all of the identity stuff it's just bad writing like you don't develop all of this stuff for two characters regardless of whether they're het or gay or non whatever like spending all of the time and effort to end in a death defeats the whole purpose of why those characters were brought together yes the actress asked and the showrunners clearly are not adept enough to understand why it's problematic and even if it wasn't problematic like one of whoever the people are in charge should have been like mm, let's not let's just break you guys up because then you have a totally different avenue for storytelling i mean for me now i'm just mad from the pre 
perspective of like it's a bad story because again it's just going to be her being grieving and then like however many episodes later they're going to be like okay she's gone from the point of the story now let's bring in a new girlfriend or whatever if she's even going to be the main character still because with the coronation street like the characters shuffle because it's a soap opera yeah i don't know if that makes sense but well, it's because they're on TV for freaking ever. And also, this is a British TV show, so that means it does, like, four episodes at a time. So, like, considerable time passes between any particular arc. Right, right. Okay, so can I just point this out? And I, I briefly touched on it at the beginning of this. If you're not a Muslim, and your spicy hot take on this is, well, Islam is... But this was good. I need you to sit down and shut your mouth and not talk ever again. Why was this good? Well, I mean, I don't know why, but every time we have stories come out, and I'm sorry, white women-loving women, y'all are guilty of this too. If If not the guiltiest. What? If not the guiltiest sometimes. If... It's If something's coming out and it's about somebody who's Muslim, who's a person of color, if they're Jewish or Hindu or whatever, if they're not the white default, then for some reason people feel like they have the authority to make a comment as though they are this. And normally that comment is grossly inaccurate and then they use it to justify but... Blah, 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 problematic statement. I mean, yeah. (laughs) If your spicy hot take is going to be something that's Islamophobic, just don't say it. You're trying to justify your Islamophobia. It's what it boils down to. Or you're trying to justify your, like, very subtly racist ideas or your anti-Semitic ideas or your... Whatever crappy ideas, if your spicy little hot take is to be something that's denigrating whatever that quote-unquote other is, so you can do, but, my opinion, just shut up. Yeah. Just don't talk. I I think it's people just trying to rationalize things. Like, you saw this after Alexa died, too, that there were plenty of people who, like, tried to straight-face defend decision, including after Ellen... Oh, you Which know what? More hmm. or less marked the end of that site. That site's been canceled for the last year and a half. Okay, but even here's, more, here's even my thing. At least now. with Klexa, it wasn't like, oh, they're also a woman of color, or oh, they're also, you know, a different religion or another type of minority on top of that. That's well, definitely fair. She was fake brown, but, you know, that's. Fine. I was gonna- in scare quotes exotic but like I remember um, Sahar you wrote that article about black lightning when it was coming out because there was a lot of white queer women concerned trolling the queer couple in black lightning do you remember that oh I do I remember that people were spicy hot take incoming they were not pleased with me Here's an idea. Why don't we just, like, if you have the urge to do a spicy hot take, you just don't do it. Go eat some I know, Twitter, I know Twitter and Instagram is, like, all about the spicy hot takes right now, but here's a good idea. How about we just stop? Because yeah. normally yeah. they're bad. Yeah. That was so well, enthusiastic, maybe. Elizabeth. <laughs> Here, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm tired of reason, reading Blazing Hot hot takes that just don't serve a purpose like they're not they're all they're written they're just they're basically just like rants but people structure them as if they're like meta analysis essays and they get mad when you're like maybe you didn't think this through yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think I that's the problem there though that's the key is you did not think this through you're rushing right. out to get that little spicy hot take out there on your twitter account or your instagram or whatever social media device or app you use and you just want to get it there, and you want to be the first, and then, you know, it's like nothing. So, um, yeah, anyways, I'm going to stop talking about the spicy hot takes, because I could go on about that all day, and I don't want this to just be an overly negative episode, and also, um, 
we just lost Elizabeth. So Sahara and I are going to finish this out. <laughs> it's going to be great. I think, I mean, here's the thing. I think what's so hard about stuff like this is it's not even just that, okay, like it's an isolated incident because nothing's an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. But we want things to improve. And we've seen, I mean, okay, yes, Adina now, like that's all incredibly disappointing. But when she first was introduced, when other characters have been introduced, they have been really cool and exciting. And I think that's why people were so excited about Rana's arc. Um, and from what I understand, because I haven't seen, I've only seen actually three or four episodes with her because I just did not want to start another soap opera. I have so many Bengali serials that I watch. But they did do, even with all of the chaos in her life and the other characters' life, because again, it is a soap opera, they did let her, you know, explore her sexuality and figure out what she wanted. And, um, and they even, and this is why I brought up the Sandverse thing at the beginning, where, you know, they broke up because of the whole kid situation. There is a scene, there's a whole section of the arc before the wedding where Rana and Kate do argue about kids. And so that's why, to me, from a storytelling perspective, I'm just like, yo, just, just, that they could have done that. And then, if Pavna was so, like, concerned about either, like, someone, you know, replacing her or them doing some kind of, like, car accident thing with plastic surgery, which is what actually Dynasty is probably going to be doing because... Speaking of soap operas, the Dynasty remake is getting rid of um, one of the characters because the actress needs to be home with her family. And, like, that's why, to me, I'm like, soap operas already traffic in this kind of ridiculous storytelling, so why not go in that direction instead of the death and trauma? You know, like, Mm -hmm. have them break up, and then you can bring in a new love interest, and it's fine. And if she's that worried about it, in her contract to leave the show, they write in a clause that they're not going to replace her with a new actress. It's not that difficult from my understanding of how, like, this stuff works. And so that's why it's just, like, if they introduce another Muslim character or if other British shows, you know, we talked about, me and you, in our episode a while back about different um, just Muslim characters and then LGBT characters in general and, like, TV and woman-loving woman characters. There are other Muslim characters that have been introduced recently, and they've been, you know, dealt with fine. And right. fine is, is a lackluster word, but... Um, you know. It's better than what they they did in Coronation Street. Right. And then what I hope, hopefully, won't be occurring in, in, you know, the other shows that we've talked about that are British. And it's it's also interesting because, I mean, it is a British show, and I have not done the statistical analysis because I don't want to do the statistical analysis of how people have been killed on their show. That would be really depressing. But maybe it is the case that anytime actors and actresses leave, the majority of them are murdered off. And if that's the case then that makes it almost a little bit better but because of who the character is and why the actress decided to go this route that it's still really messed up if that makes sense well i mean you can understand why the actress would want to go that route because you get to film this big juicy emotional dramatic scene sure absolutely but the problem is who are you representing? And if you're just like any other straight white character, then okay, you know, maybe it's not so bad, but right. when right. you're doing marginalized characters, you have to be more careful with that. Especially because they're not every, I figured out what I was going to say earlier. It's, it's also because it's not just people who pay attention to spoilers watching your show. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's shocking for a reason. It's because the majority of your audience is going to be shocked and you want people to be talking about it around the water cooler at work the next day. I don't know if people still have water coolers at work. You get my point. Um, <laughs> and so the idea then is like, if we have this ridiculous, crazy situation that it goes on with our character, now everyone's going to come back the next few episodes to see what happens. And then once we've established whatever the aftermath is, then if we lose viewers, who cares? We still got that huge boost. I mean, that's why in America we have sweeps the sweeps like the may calendar that tv line puts out where they have all of the crazy things that are going to go on um has grown drastically year after year because now it's just death and mayhem and weddings and pregnancies and time jumps to get people to care about watching what's happening on broadcast and i'm sure that's partly that's that absolutely is probably part of the consideration that the showers made for the show as well because ratings are the currency everywhere mm-hmm. but again as we've said multiple times now, you know, killing off your Muslim character in this way is just not good optics, yo. Like, just don't. Just stop. Desist. Well, and especially, like, I get she's a soap opera character. I get it. So that na- naturally means shit is going to happen to you. 
Yes. But the kind of shit that happened to her just really feels like it, like being kidnapped, being disowned by her homophobic parents. It just really felt like it was feeding into all Muslims are homophobes. Yes. Which I'm not okay with. Yes. And I'm not saying our community doesn't have work to do in that regard, but just that entire, the way they went about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's also sad because I was reading an article earlier on The Guardian um, by someone who actually watches the show, right? So it's not mm-hmm. even just, like, us being mad because the character's Muslim or whatever reason we might be mad. They're all good reasons, mind you. We don't have to watch the show to care. But this person actually watches the show, and the title is literally called Why Does Coronation Street Keep Exploding Its Lesbians? First Maddie and Sophie, now Rana and Kate. Must every lesbian couple and Corey meet a violent end? Which, begs, which you know, makes me wonder... If they're killing off all of their, well, not all, they're killing off one or more of the people in the couple, and you know, I'm not sure how many this is, this is, how much this has happened to their um, gay male couples either. But if that's becoming the norm now, then it also makes me wonder what the heck the writers are thinking long term for all their gay characters. If they're all going to be meeting this violent end then what's the point? And yes, they're probably just writing them because again, like woke points, we have these characters so people will watch us because we don't have viewers. Because no one has viewers. Um, I mean, and I understand it's a soap opera and for the long, and this is the difference between like American soap operas and British soap operas that run for decades and not like the, you know, like the Bengali serials, they can last for several hundred episodes but they are yeah. a self-contained story. They're they're not generational. Right. And so I do know, like, the difference is, you know, nobody ever gets a truly happy ending because if you're on there, then something needs to be happening. Happening yeah. <laughs> so people care about you. And, you know, the getting to ride off into the sunset is a rarity. So, I mean, I do understand from that perspective, you know, either if you want to leave, then... Either you're getting killed off or you're getting recast. It's not necessarily I get to run off into the sunset and they live happily ever after. Um, you know, Mandip Gill, she was actually on uh, Hollyoak. Yeah. And she was on, the, her character was killed off when she yep. wanted to leave. Um, but, you know, like, I think they gave her cancer. Yeah, cancer was a common word. I don't remember. Um, but I know she was killed off, so... I don't want to, I guess I want to make that distinction that unfortunately with British and American soap operas that have been running for that long, mm-hmm. um, either you're recast or you're written out or, I mean, you just don't necessarily get a happy ending like that, which if that's the case, you doubly have to be careful when you're writing for marginalized characters. Well, and I think, I mean, I think then really what we're getting at here is it's the the gut reaction to use death as a storytelling prompt is, I think, what's so frustrating. That's why we were frustrated in 2016 when they were killed. I mean, it wasn't just gay characters. Characters from everybody and their mom were being killed off because no one knows how to write death particularly well anymore. You know, mm-hmm. death used to be genuinely shocking and you would truly feel, I mean, obviously care, the audience is pained right now by what happened to Rana, but I'm talking about like you genuinely felt for the characters left behind and you wanted to see the characters who were left behind move forward. And I'm also, you know, now that I'm talking about this and thinking it aloud too, there's something to be said about like man angst as far as like when women, you know, fridging and just in general when like, with police shows especially like the main character there's always some trauma that they've had in their past and that's just you know what's expected but even so like now characters are just killed and you either end up going well they're not gonna stay dead because we don't expect anyone to stay dead or if they are killed they're killed in such tragically just over the top ways that it, it takes away from any of the true impact because, you know, like, I'm not sad that Rana's dead. It wasn't cancer. She was murdered. Sorry, oh, I had to better. look that up. I didn't want somebody who watches Holyoaks to be like, what are you talking about? That is so incredibly wrong. It's like, she was murdered. <laughs> but it was part of a longer running story arc. So at yeah. least that wasn't just like, oh, she's leaving. So we're going to completely conveniently engineer this natural disaster. 
Right. I mean, someone got the, some apparently a gay character in a different UK soap died from a helicopter crash because that's realistic. And that's it. That's that's it. It's like death is the realistic part of life. But none of us know how to deal with death because our media is so bad at dealing with it. And so it's just the cyclical nature of like art imitates life. We imitate art. And so we're not actually getting anywhere for any of these characters. Because like I was about to say before we learned that it was murder and not cancer, um, though that was a good interjection there, is that we don't care. Like, I don't care that she's dead. I care about the way she died. Like, I don't care about the fact that she's gone. I'm mad because of what they did and how they wrote it. And And the reaction afterward. uh, Just that it was so tone deaf and going on this, like... yeah congratulation victory lap tour i'm like why yeah the fact that you cannot read the room well no she can read the room she's only reading the room of the tweets that support her internal hypothesis of her being an awesome person because she's not retweeting or responding to any responding to any of the tweets that are rightfully being like hey like you being super excited about your, like, arc is kind of gross. Because there have been people who have been tweeting her absolutely respectfully who are just kind of like, what the heck, yo? You know? Right. So. But again, going back to, like we say, with Sanvers, and a lot of people are really angry when that relationship ended. I'm like, I need you to understand, nobody died. They ended amicably on good terms. That's the best we're ever going to get, y'all. That's that's actually realistic because no relationship lasts forever. I mean, not ever. I shouldn't say no relationship. Not every relationship is going to work. And your first and relationship, we don't get that representation, right? Like it's so important that Alex gets to date someone new and date a real brown person. I just have to say, well, black actually, specifically Kelly is black, but you get what I'm saying here. She's right. on another fake brown. Um, and, and it's just like, we should be excited that writers are thinking realistically and they did think about Barrier Gates, especially because it was also in the CW reflect, reflects that mm-hmm. happened that we're not going to kill, you know, anyone off. We're going to think about what makes sense. One of them does want kids. One of them doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Your first relationship, if it lasts, most people who I know who are still with the person that they first dated broke up with that person before they got back together. That is a healthy thing. You should want to know what you want out of your life. Right. Well, and again, it's like the part of the problem is we don't get to see those natural endings. Yeah. As we saw with Coronation Street, when the actress wanted to leave, they couldn't do a dramatic breakup. Even. Right. It was just, no, we've got to kill her. It can't even be like we argue and then I'm going to leave or... What, any, any reason, I mean, I don't even care if it was a bad breakup. At least that happens. You don't have to kill them. And you can get plenty of drama out of a bad breakup. Right. Well, it's like people in Killing Eve, which I haven't watched. But, like, there are people who are so worked up about the fact that, like, one of them's a murder. And I'm like, that's actually kind of exciting. Like, I generally, like, personally, like, that's not my thing. But, like, go. Go her. Let her be creepy and, like, following around Sandra O's amazing character. Like, that's fine. We don't get that. So at least they're doing it well and they're thinking about hold it Hold on, longer. hold on. When you say that's not my thing, like, the show's <laughs> not your thing or you don't want to date a murderer is not your thing? I- I'm not into murderers or murderous characters, generally. Like, I don't really... That that doesn't get me going like it does other people. So while I appreciate that that show exists and we'll probably get around to marathoning all of it, I just have yet to do so. Okay. Also, to all of our listeners, I am so sorry for all of the chaotic noises that are happening because apparently there are horns going and, like, a car just, like, beeped around behind my house. So just I apologize for any pickup that you've got. I also apologize for the ice cream truck in the background on my end. You gotta (laughs) love Cleveland and Los Angeles combined. It's just like they're trying to be like, we should be the stars of this podcast today. Yes. But it it breaks up the, the, you know, the loud anger that seems to come from whenever Corey and I get to be on a podcast together. I know, we We have to intermittently pause and apologize. Oh my goodness. Anyways, the point of the the whole thing is, is that we would like for writers and cast members and people in charge of shows to just think through the impact of certain writing decisions. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, when there's a day where we've got an equal number of gays and straights, then like murder everybody. I'm I'm happy (laughs) with that. Everyone can die. But until then, let's just be thoughtful. 
about the fact that we probably shouldn't kill off our first Muslim gay character just yeah. because her straight, specifically straight actress asked us to. But also, I mean, I do want to look though. Um, I apologize for that horn. I do want to look <laughs> at. Uh, w- you know, we just spent the last forty minutes railing against what was going on and I don't necessarily think our entire media sphere is that doom and gloom like yeah we're angry but well you know what go ahead go ahead jinx wow um I was gonna say looking to the CW actually since we've referenced two of their couples the CW right now is doing some um really interesting things I don't watch legacies because I never watched vampire diaries so there's just so much backstory I have no idea about but there are gays on there charmed has had multiple um lesbian characters because Riverdale has that one couple that I, I don't yeah. watch the show because I'm like I'm 30 something and I feel really right. icky but I know there yeah. is yeah a WLW I mean, ship on there Riverdale is that's another episode but but they exist which is important um and another you know person of color is part of that couple but what I was going to say that's really interesting and there's also obviously Thunder Grace on Legends Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of, it just on one network, and, you know, up and coming on their shows, we've got... Regardless of how you, Yes, I was about to say, regardless of how you feel about the casting, it is the first, first ever show led by, and in this context, when I mean led, I mean that is the first built person, is a gay person playing a gay character, which is awesome and has never happened until this time. Um, except for last year, we got... Um, instinct on cbs but anyways first gay superhero which is really cool and then also in their new shows that they are plotting we're definitely going to get you know lgbt characters and in fact glamorous um which i don't know if the woman who's been cast is gay or not but the rest of the cast has a lot of um gay um men and non-binary characters which is Mm -hmm. really cool so we are getting more and more and hopefully because we're getting more a higher percentage of them will be better representation but i think what's really cool with charm specifically is that with um mel and her girlfriend now jada before she was dating nico they didn't kill nico off you know she's still part of the story there was a memory wipe but also it's charm so i mean that's kind of to be but again soap opera style thing we're probably gonna have some chaos with the memory because it's a witch show and there's magic but the three of them get to interact and that's really cool and so there are things to be looking forward to the bull type is coming back i have no idea if adina exists but whatever that exists and on freeform literally last week in the finale polyamorine happened the whole mermaid got it on with a black woman and their white boyfriend and it was really respectfully filmed and shot. I was very excited because usually when stuff like that goes down, it's very like... Haram? It's either... Well, yes, it's very haram. But specifically, the dichotomy is usually like really weird and lecherous and like we're all up in their body parts or it's like we're going to see like part of their bodies behind a curtain and it's really like dirty. But this was like very respectful and like consent was a big part of it. So all this to say that there are definitely things that are going really well and there is always room for improvement which is why we always talk about these things because we want it to always be improving well i mean you look at the titans cast and this isn't just um women loving women but you look at the titans cast yeah um, this casting has been amazing yeah i'm like dc shows i don't know what is going on but they are really stepping it up like the writing right i mean the writing may not support it but i have to give them credit so far like the dc shows both from their streaming network and on the cw anymore like they are putting their money where their mouth is same thing over on supergirl with um nyan all and nicole mains yep yep which is huge <laughs> because i think you know, and, and I'm one of the first people who will absolutely criticize the CW. I wrote, I've written multiple articles criticizing them for their chaotic decision making. Um, so whenever people are like, wait, why are you saying nice things? And I'm like, I can be nice. It's usually once every three weeks, but I can be nice. No, genuinely, though, I am really excited to see where they go because I think since they don't give a shit about ratings, it really all that matters to them is whether someone's going to pay to put their show somewhere else. They take some liberties and they are 
more courageous in certain ways. And yes, some of it is for woke points. That's always going to be the case when it comes to media. We do live in a capitalist society, whatever. But they're trying. And I really do commend them for that because, again, as of next year, when Supernatural, the evil has been defeated, when it's gone, all of their shows... Well, that too, but we don't talk about error. Um, when all of them are gone, <laughs> when those two are gone, the following year, every single one of their shows will have multiple LGBT characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if Glamorous does get make it and renews is renewed, we'll have trans and non-binary characters, which is really cool. Because usually it's like one or the other or like some conflation of the two. So right. again, for a network that doesn't make a huge impact necessarily in the news for awards or anything um you know they are trying and i think it's really cool to see that and some of the other the big four you know they have a couple shows where that is becoming more and more of something that they're willing to do they just don't do as much of it because they unfortunately ratings is how they get paid so right now unfortunately though um one day at a time yeah seems to be um gone unless they can work around that netflix clause Um, (sighs) netflix which is a shame. I mean, I really enjoyed that show. I didn't always yeah. care for the Elena character, but that's just because I think I was more like cringe. Yeah. Well, and but it's, it's the an character is supposed to be a little bit cringy, so that's okay. But I and I loved the show overall, and I'm sad yeah. it's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, I just I hope they can work out trying to get it someplace else because it's it's just it's a really good show. And then you've got also whatever shenanigans are going down with Winona Herb. You know, yeah, that's the thing that keeps happening. I keep forgetting about that. Um, and actually, you know what? That's a good oh, like quick segue. I think also part of the Coronation Street thing that's interesting is because it is ITV and therefore like a big British company, yada, yada, yada. In America, the um, we don't really have a similar like there's not really a parallel because we only have four soap operas left. And they're, and they're during daytime the day. TV. And then so no one, the, the viewership for that is nowhere as high as any of the um, evening shows. But also when they have gay characters, even now, I was doing some reading a couple weeks before all this went down. You know, it's one or two people and they have longer arcs. But again, they're not at the forefront. So mm-hmm. their arcs might actually be better because they are, you know, just kind of there in the context of like they're not being advertised as like the big draw. But then on the flip side, because they're not the main characters, like, unless you're watching the soap operas, you don't know about them, if that makes sense. So it's, yeah, it's a push like, and there pull. there was Bianca Montgomery on All My Children, and she was a main character, and she came out as a lesbian. And this right. is going to show my age, because I remember it was, like, Bianca <laughs> and Lena, and then some bad stuff happened that I'm not going to go into. And then I thought we were finally going to get Bianca and Maggie, and they go off into the sunset because both of the actresses were leaving the show, and then... right. Bianca came back and Maggie had cheated on her and then she was cycling through girlfriends again. I was like, I was so close to having it right. once. Just, just once. Once. Yep. But no. Yep. But she's still got a happy end. Bizarrely. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. But I was just like It it takes a lot to get there. <laughs> yeah. And then and I mean, like I get it. Like fiction is it like I don't want something that's hunky-dory, happy. For, I mean, I want it to be realistic. I just am tired of the realism being death and trauma and sadness. And I apologize for my phone going off. <laughs> this is wow. the best episode we've ever done, y'all. I know. This is so professional. <laughs> we are so professional today. It's fine. It suits the tone of our, you know, intense thoughts about everything we have to have something to break up our like angry yelling yes no but really i think i think that's really ultimately for me is that one i want actors and actresses um if they aren't part of the community that they're representing to just be thoughtful because it's Mm -hmm. important and two i'm tired of death and trauma being the only realism that anyone gets straight or you know gay like there are straight characters who also like are just constantly shat on and i'm like dudes why are you doing this to the people you write like the Flash is a good example, real quick, since we've been talking about comics media. Like, this season, the last, like, back half, like, the West Allens have not kissed or, like, shown as much love for each other. And apparently there's stuff going on behind the scenes that make the writers think that that's, like, okay. Even though, like, 
they're the gold standard. That's why we like them. So mm -hmm. if you're just shitting on your characters, it's not fun for the actors or the viewers. Like people watch TV because they want to have fun. They don't I'm watch not TV saying I want sad. coffee shop, like, super sweet AU all the time. No. But I don't want... I need some levity. I need some good yes. things to happen. Otherwise, it just becomes painful to watch and becomes a chore to watch, and then I don't want to watch it anymore. Right. Which is why, if you're going to give me an option of Grim Dark Prestige TV that I can't see because I legitimately cannot see what's happening because it's so damn dark, can you guys turn on the lights, please? I echo in the darkness or like a fun cooking show. I'm going to watch the damn cooking show. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a line. We're not saying like, like you said, we don't want anybody to never be killed off. It's just be thoughtful about this. And also, again, I'm going to reiterate, if you have the urge to do a spicy hot take, I, I strongly consider, I would want you to strongly consider to, wait 15 minutes and then think was this a good idea and if you still think it's an okay idea then maybe you can make the hot take but if you've got the more rational part of your brain is like oh wait no then don't make the hot take yeah especially because your hot take has already been made by someone else and you aren't adding anything to the conversation yeah don't be i dumb. think that's i think that's it i mean like every time we end don't be a dick that is the moral of our yeah. story well, that's more of over on That's Haram anymore. But speaking of That's Haram, um, Sahar and I are going to have a special episode coming up on that where we're going to be talking about... Apparently she forgot. We're going to be talking about Ramadan. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just going to say it. I apologize. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about Ramadan. And if you have any questions about Ramadan, we're prepared to answer them. Because it's right around the corner. So, we're giving you an extra chance to ask us any Ramadan questions you have that you're like, oh, I'm not comfortable asking, and I don't trust Google. Just pop them in the comments. We'll segue them right over to that Haram. You know, if you want to talk about, is it okay to watch queer television during that time? Because there is a lot of discussion on what is Haram that you can do with music and movies. We'll have that discussion, too. Sahara and I just had this discussion last week. Yes. Which is why I came up with this episode of Context. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. Feel free to leave us questions. You can do it in here. You can do it in a previous article that we have up on the site for That's Haram. Um, or you can shoot us a question at uh, The Fundamentals on Twitter. Uh, we'll be happy to go over that. Don't forget, we do have other podcasts outside of um, That's Haram. So, we've got The Fundamentalists. We have Right to Survive coming back um, at some point. We have Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, and we have Unabashed Book Snobbery. Did I get all of them? I want to say yes, but if we forgot any of our... Uh, Podcast, you know, because we're terrible people. And <laughs> we're throwing in the towel on the background noise. Anyways, thanks for listening to us. We hope that um, if you did not know what was going on and had any interest, or if you did know and felt similarly, or maybe you didn't feel similarly, now you're like, oh, interesting thoughts. We hope that you enjoyed this episode with all the background noise and chaos. Thank you for listening to us. And thank you for lasting this far. We'll talk to you next yes. time.